Welcome to the Ransomed Heart Podcast. I'm Alan Arnold, and today in the studio we have Craig and Morgan and myself, and we have been in a conversation uh, now about the last decade, just looking back over what have the last 10 years brought in our lives in terms of change, in terms of the men that we were versus the man that we are today, and just discovering more about that journey we've been on this last decade. And Craig, today, you are in the hot seat. We want to look at your life and talk about your last 10 years. Where would you like to start when you think about this last decade? Well, you know, having listened to the two of you men just share your story, I was so aware that you just had the opportunity to share just a bit of your story. You know, it would be great to take the time to hear so much more of what God has done with each of us. But as I look back at the last uh, 10 years, five of them have uh, involved cancer. And and that kind of um, tips the scales in terms of the 10 years of uh, it feels like the last five have been 10 years total mm-hmm. or 12 or 15. So, you know, God has used cancer to um, take me places I wouldn't go otherwise, to speak to me uh, in ways I would have never chosen or thought that he would. And I'll stand by my statement that I'm, I'm a better man now than I was five years ago, primarily because of what he's done in me and to me, with me, in the season of uh, season of cancer. So I think that's the kind of the big dominating. Um, thing I would say the last 10 years has involved and kind of uh, been all about. Craig, it's interesting to hear you frame it that way because, of course, cancer has been this external part of your reality and how we've done life with you. But it's interesting because as Alan posed that question to you, I went to the same place in my heart observing your life over the last decade. And while cancer has been a circumstance, there were two other pieces that felt like the Spirit just brought up to the surface. And one is, I've gotten to observe you and Lori launch your girls into full-blown adulthood, where 10 years ago, they weren't married, Mm -hmm. they didn't have children, and they were still out of the nest, but still young Mm -hmm. gals. And now they are vibrant, energetic, and filled with life, with holy marriages and too many grandchildren to count. So I've gotten to observe you becoming in that role, and it's been such an amazing piece. And the other pieces over the last decade, I've gotten to walk as a younger man with you being truly an elder and a father and a sage in the kingdom of God that's just grown so much in stature where there's just been this maturing that I've felt so much strength to be under, and not only in my life, but observing so many people in this ministry who have grown and been strengthened and nourished as you've grown in this role of elder in the kingdom of God. So I I don't minimize the cancer one bit. 
but mm-hmm. I just want to name, I've loved watching you grow in mm. those categories. Such good words to hear. Thank you, Morgan. Yeah, when I say cancer has kind of been one of the predominant themes, I it feels like it's been in some ways the smaller story. It's not the large story. But to mention the girls and the beautiful adults and moms that Lindsay and Megan are and and then yes to um to know that the transition has begun from whatever I once was to um now cheering on a new generation of leaders, visionaries and entrepreneurs and giving them support, blessing and whatever words of wisdom I would have. That feels like the stage I'm at. Craig, what I've noticed in the last six, seven years, like no one can meet you and not sense the humor and the joy that you bring into a conversation that like that's front and center. And it's obvious from an initial encounter to when people get to know you over time. But in the last few years, it really feels like your joy it's like you lead with that in a real strength and you're so other focused that like if you're in the outpost, you're constantly engaging with somebody on the team, finding out how they're doing and not just on a surface level, but where their heart is, what's going on in their world. You're speaking a word that changes the direction of their week. I mean, it really changes the atmosphere. <laughs> in the outpost when you're here uh-huh. because of who you are and what you bring to other people. And it feels like, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, but it feels like that that has been something that God has really used as a strength in you and that it's not just about making people laugh or being humorous or telling a joke, although that's a blast, but there's a real strength in that in you that you bring you call out things in people in a way that others really, it's rare. And it draws people to you and it changes who those people are. You know, and you've done that with me and and a shift in my direction from productivity to understanding what it means to have a presence, to know God's presence and to, you know, to focus on that. And it was all done in a gentle but strong way that hadn't been spoken into my life before. So, do you sense, like, as you look back in the last decade, when it comes to just your ability to, to bring joy and to pour into people? Like, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. You've come such a long way, Sal. <laughs> it was with gentleness I pointed these things out to you. That's so good. You know what's funny? I think we could all share these stories is I learned early on that a great place to hide and a great false self to offer the world was the witty, humorous one who could manipulate people, conversations, a direction of a conversation away from vulnerability or some failure and adequacy on my part. And humor uh, just came as a natural, a natural ability that kind of served that false self duck and hide strategy that we all develop and use. And I remember as a young pastor, as a, uh, being much younger in the faith and in ministry, that people would often say, um, 
Craig, you missed your calling. You should have been a comedian. And I hated that. I hated Mm. that. I hated that. You're kidding. That's the effect of my life is laughter or joy. I want to change people. I want to change the world. And and you think I ought to be a comedian rather than – in the ministry, this pastor, young pastor, I hated that. But I I couldn't pull away from the fact that God gives me eyes to see things that are funny quickly and humorously. And I chuckle to myself a lot. So there's been these stages of something that I think is God put into me, wired into me, that I used to hide and still can be a part of a false self and uh, a strategy to duck and dodge life, to now at this stage in life and realizing, oh, my gosh, uh, there's so little joy in life and how essential joy is in terms of our joy being our strength, our joy being the fruit and the evidence that God is in us, that joy by its very nature is um, other-centered. And so I found myself being comfortable and enjoying the fact that I'm the Johnny Appleseed of joy around here. (laughs) get to spread my little pellets, and it's just great. I'm very comfortable with that part of who I am. And, you know, it has its downsides and it's not always pure and it shrouds things, but it's also a gift and a needed quality and it's highly lacking in communities of Christians these days. McConnell, I'll tell you, if joy is a currency in the kingdom of God, you steward it in our fellowship because it is bloody battle. We're living in the front lines. We're fighting for people's hearts and as all of the people listening to this podcast, if they're living in the kingdom of God, it's battle. And that's not the major theme, but it's the joy that buoys our hearts and helps us truly live in that band of brothers kingdom idea of we few, we happy few. And I love as you're sharing your journey of that piece of the kingdom you've brought. That is one of countless stories where when we remember that mission, you know, much will be forgotten, but we mm-hmm. won't forget the joy. Mm-hmm. I mean, to laughter to tears to be around a roundtable of fellowship of men who really want to fight for something larger than themselves. And we get to feast on the currency of joy. Yeah. yeah. It's great. I mean, don't you want more joy in your life, in your marriage, with your children, with your work and Don't you want just to sit down and have your Bible open or be praying and just chuckle at some of the things God is saying to you, the intimacy, uh, the direction he's going, as he gives you interpretation of what's going on. And you look at how he orchestrates things. It's just the humor, the irony, his timing. There's just so much. There's so many reasons for joy to surface and to predominate. And we haven't even touched on all the things he's done for us and how he makes that real. 
Well, you know, when you think of eternity, there is no warfare and there is no disease and there is no – But there are cinnamon rolls. <laughs> <laughs> and well, churros. Oh, I love churros. <laughs> now I'm getting hungry. Uh, but, but what we're going to get to experience I think in that eternal time is joy, like unbelievable, unlimited, undiluted joy. And so, Craig, like what you're bringing to us and what you're showing us of the Father, I think is a lot of the character traits and a lot of the celebration that we're going to get. We're we're getting a foretaste now that we'll get to just bask in Mm -hmm. in eternity because we won't need to pray the warfare prayer in heaven, I don't think, you know? And so I love that about you and that you're bringing that part of eternity into our lives right now in a way few do because of that joy, the laughter, your phone. Yeah. Right. I'm getting my joke of the day right now. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, don't you think the fruit of the Spirit, I'm beginning to think that the fruit of the Spirit, if um, God is present to varying degrees and levels and amounts, that those fruits are present as well, whatever the circumstances. And I think uh, that whatever the circumstances, if God is present in your life, there's going to be self-control, there's going to be patience, kindness, there's going to be joy. I mean, for there to be a lack of joy uh, just speaks of, I think, an absence of God, despite what we say. And I know there's... To say that doesn't minimize seasons of incredible grief, loss, pain, and so on. But to live a life that by and large is absent of joy is, is to be missing out on um, whole dimensions of God and his presence and the fruit he bears in your life. So, Craig, thinking about you and Lori, because I know— Oh, you... you're bringing marriage up in All my right. talk? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um how would she say you have changed in the last 10 years? Like in terms of just being a husband and a best friend to each other? I have no idea. I have no idea. I hope it would be good. think it would be good. I mean, in the last 10 years, my growth hasn't eliminated the imperfections that are there and will always be there that most deeply affect those I love. And I'm aware of a million letdowns and moments that I wasn't there for her. I think the theme and the the general course of my life would be she would comment in some ways about how I'm a better man, a better lover. But she'd have to be here to answer that because I have no idea. Craig, on that question, where does your heart go with the idea of what you would love for her to say? Yeah. Is there any particular response that your heart as husband would hope? Yeah. What I would love for her to say is um, probably with tears that she has been loved as she was meant to be. That's what I would love to hear, is that 
the love her father had always intended her to know, to experience, and to surround her. She has enjoyed and had, both from her relationship with God and from me. So for her to just to put it in the simplest words that he has loved me, really loved me well, that's what I would love to hear. Craig, those are beautiful words. And I think Lori does already sense that in you and from you. Thank you for sharing some of your last decade with us and just looking back as well as looking ahead. And we're going to bring this podcast to a close right now. But just want to invite the listeners, if you have not thought much recently about maybe the trajectory of your life in the last 10 years, it's an incredible experience to do that with God, with a best friend, with your spouse. Find time to look back and see all that God has done in your life in these past 10 years. I think you'll be amazed because he continually transforms us. And oftentimes we miss that when we just continue to live in the moment. So that's our invitation to you. We also invite you to discover more at ransomedheart.com. We have just an amazing assortment of resources for whatever you're looking for in terms of growing closer to God and loving others well. And if you're interested in receiving my weekly joy bomb, go to ransomheart backslash joy bomb. <laughs> Craig backslash McConnell. Oh, yeah. <laughs>